Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let us take a moment of praying. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you are in our midst, Lord, and that you are always with us and that you are always present with us, Lord, wherever we go, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that we can always draw on you, Lord, and draw near to you, Lord, and that you always have all the right answers for every situation we face in our lives, Lord. And that you never leave us in doubt, Lord, but that you always provide clarity for what you have for us, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you for the opportunity to go about doing your will in this earth, Lord, and that you continually allow us the opportunity to be your servants. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue to study the word in the book of Acts. We are moving forward this morning, and we're still in chapter 8, but we're going to cover verses 17 through 31. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, I promise. And it came to pass after three days that Paul called the leaders of the Jews together. So when they had come together, he said to them, Men and brethren, though I have done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, Yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who, when they examined me, wanting to let me go because there was, wanted to let me go because there was no cause for putting me to death. But when the Jews spoke against it, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, not that I had anything of which to accuse my nation. For this reason, therefore, I have called for you to see you and speak with you, because for the hope of Israel I am bound with this chain. Then they said to him, We neither received letters from Judea concerning you, nor have any of the brethren who came reported or spoke any evil of you. But we desire to hear what you think, for concerning this sect we know that it is spoken against everywhere. So when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging, to whom he explained and solemnly testified to the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus and both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning till evening. And some were persuaded by the things which were spoken, and some disbelieved. So when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our father, saying, Go to the people and say, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see, and and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their hearts have closed, sorry, their eyes have closed, lest they should see with their ears, eyes, and hear with their ears, <laughs> lest they should understand with their hearts, and turn so that I should heal them. Therefore, let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will hear it. And when had said these words, the Jews departed and greatly dispute among themselves. Then Paul dwelt two whole years in his own rented house, and received all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one forbidding him. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, at this time, 
The floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you might have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So one thing that I appreciated and the Lord showed me about Paul when he was explaining to the Jews why he um, appealed to Caesar when he was before Festus and wanting to see him, he I enjoyed that Paul didn't try to blame the jews and go it's their fault because they're so rotten and dirty and mean and nasty i i had to go appeal to caesar he was explaining that it was within the will of the lord to go to rome so that the romans and the other people there and the people that he ministered to along the way had the chance to hear the word of salvation mommy and dad you mentioned before had paul had been able to go to rome on his own he would have been on the outside and the people that were in Malta, that were in the other places that he visited, that um, King Agrippa, his sister, Felix, Festus, all of them, he may not have had the opportunity to preach them. They may not have had the opportunity to hear the gospel of salvation, but because Paul decided and stuck with and held fast to the Lord, much like Jacob, when God came and wrestled with him, he said, I won't let you go till you bless me. Paul is doing something similar. He wasn't going to let go of the word of God until he had finished as Paul. I'm saying he until Paul had finished what God had called him to do. Just like Jesus, he didn't let go of the word that the father gave him until he completed his mission here on earth. And how that's encouragement for us today and an admonishment not to grow tired and weary and our work for the Lord. Because we don't want him to grow um, tired and wearied weary of us and protecting and guiding us because we're not um not always paying attention to what he's saying and what he's directing us to do but we want him to show us grace so we should be willing to show that same grace to others instead of excluding them um something that i saw yesterday while i was um taking my test there was a quote on the wall that had scriptures around the ceiling and one of them said that when you grow tired you rest you don't quit paul was probably getting tired of being whipped but he didn't quit and go you know what lord forget it you're asking too much of me so we shouldn't be throwing in the towel either going you know what lord you're asking too much of me let me go and pursue my own ideas and my own um thoughts and take that as gospel as you know the saying goes Mm -hmm. amen Charles, you had something you want to say yes it's along the similar lines to what Leo was talking about, but the Lord was reminding me of here was that Paul did not hold a grudge against the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. He wasn't bitter because of all the things that he could remember that they did. We see that he refers to it at multiple different points that he understood it was the people, but he also understood it was what the Lord had for had for him to go through, meaning that the Lord's not forcing anybody to be evil. He's not forcing <laughs> them to not. do what's wrong or, oh, oh Lord, you made me like this, so now I have to do it. That's not Mm-mm. what happens. Mm-mm. The Lord is just giving you an opportunity to do what you want to do in your own heart that you have in your heart to go do. And mm-hmm. we can see here that Paul is acknowledging that. He's acknowledging that ultimately the reason why he's here in this way is because that's how the Lord wanted him to go. It wasn't the Jews followed the Lord's plan on making Paul go there peacefully. And now he has to go bound. But that was the Lord's plan all along. And that's something that we have to be conscious of. People cannot um, disrupt the will, the will of the Lord from working in our own lives. The only people who can do that is ourselves. It's not someone else has caused me to sin. And now I can't be doing the will of God because you didn't do it. 
That's not what happens. And from there, the Lord was just reminding me of how we see what Paul talking to the Jews about and how they responded. And he was talking to them and they responded about how they had nothing against him in which they could had heard from Jerusalem and how that should be in our own lives. We should have our own conduct to such a place where nothing that people can say against us or say about us is has any truth. And we can see that here. Um, the Jews had nothing to say wrong against him. Everybody was speaking good things about him because that's all Paul did and demonstrated. He only demonstrated the acts of God. So there's nothing wrong that they could find. It's like when Jesus said, the God of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. Mm-hmm. It's something, the same thing is happening when Paul, he has nothing wrong or nothing he has to try to hide, but can be open with them and be transparent because he's done no wrong. Amen. And Paul... We love to. He is one of the champions. Um, of you know, the faith that, for sure. Definitely that we look up to in the Bible, and sometimes we forget that he had to learn, just mm-hmm. like we did. Now, please, the Lord is our. He is our example. Amen. Right? We're growing into the stature, the measure of Christ, not of Paul. Um, and we appreciate what Paul had had has gone through, or he went through, as an older brother in Christ. But he had to learn. He didn't arrive the perfected or the more. He's not even perfected at this point. The mature man that we see acting Mm -hmm. here. You know, we took a long time journeying through Acts and we saw him in his emotions, even though he was saved, acting fleshly and the Lord having to train him some more. So even in this process, he's learned to look beyond the natural mouth or eyeballs that are speaking to him and looking at him and to see beyond it because Christ was able to do this and to realize it was the spirits behind it. The wicked spirits behind it were opposing Jesus Christ. The wicked spirits behind um, the, the Jews and whomever it was that was an adversary to him was against the plan of God, not the people themselves. So that's why he said, I wrestle not, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, right? So He wasn't saying that because he was so mystical and perfect. He was saying that because the Holy Spirit taught him that and shared that mystery with him. And also looking back at what the Lord and Savior had to walk through and reconciling and considering we are not above our master. So if wicked spirits came against God in the flesh, who do we think we are? How are we going to escape that? The only ones that they don't seem to trouble so much are the ones on his side. On the devil's side, correct? Okay. So that being said, if we are in Christ, we can assume or expect, there's no assumption. It's been clearly stated. The Lord clearly told us this. We can expect that the adversary will persecute us. And because the adversary is nothing more than a spirit that has already been defeated, he needs to find a human vessel who will cooperate with him. Otherwise, he has no power to do anything in the earth. So rather than finding fault with the people who in their ignorance and their lack of understanding cooperated with the adversary, and they probably didn't think in their mind, I'm really gonna, really, willingly going to do the devil's work. There are some Satanists who, you know, who are willingly participant, but most people in general are not thinking that way. They just get caught up in their emotions and then they proceed from a natural perspective and are willing to do harm to satisfy their flesh. But really, it's the spirit behind it. So the maturity that we see the Apostle Paul walking in here did not come without great labor and the ability to stay the course that Christ set him on, that Holy Spirit, 
right? Declaring the will of the father through the Lord Jesus Christ to him laid out. It took his effort, but not because he was special, <laughs> because he's just like us. And the Lord is no respecter of persons. Exactly. You know, he was able to do that and look beyond the eyeballs and the hair and the skin and the teeth and the words of the people who were sitting before him and go ahead and finish the course that God laid out because he was sent to do the will of the father, just like our Lord and savior, and just like you and I. So look beyond the natural perspective, look beyond the mind, the will, and the emotions, the five senses, and get down to what God is saying. And either you're going to stand for Christ, live for him and die for him if that's needed. Spirit, you know, in a, not spiritually, but in a um, proverbial sense, die to your own will and take up his, or if it costs your natural life, finish the course, finish the course. We all have to come to that place where we're ready to give our all to finish what God has for us so that he will be glorified and be patient or bear with whomever he sends us to because he's our God. Um, Promise had something he wanted to say, honey, and did you as well? well promise you go. Okay. Well, thank you, Dad. You're welcome, sir. And Mal's on a slightly different vein than what LeCharles and Layla were talking about. Um, how inside of later verse where talk where Paul is addressing the people and saying, teaching them about the law of Moses, the Lord reminded me of inside of First Corinth, sorry, Second Corinthians, where it talks about how to those who are perishing were the um aroma of death and those who are living are the aroma to life and how if you can see inside a section of scripture we were reading um how it said some were persuaded and some were not mm-hmm. um you can also see here paul wasn't trying to make the people believe he was saying what the lord exactly had for him to say mm-hmm. he wasn't trying to make his words seem more important or more heavy so mm-hmm. that more people will believe. Amen. I like that. I, I like that. He didn't exaggerate. He didn't add to it. He wasn't adding to it. He just declared the word of God simply um, as it's as it's written and as the Holy Spirit gave him utterance so that the people had a chance to believe. But it's a stark difference. Um, just his reception, right, from the people on Malta who were ignorant and the people that were there um in rome that knew better they had they had some knowledge of god so it's just it's definitely interesting and um again the the apostle paul just keeping it straight on what the lord said you have something else promise oh yes mommy okay and how with what paul how it said that some believed and some didn't believe and how it's not for us to say that some are bad and others are good because of the outward appearance of things. And the Lord reminded me of how the Bible says that the Lord judges the hearts and how it's, and since the Lord does that, he's good. At, and also since the Lord discloses things unto us that we don't know with our physical eyes or mm-hmm. we can't see with the physical eyes, mm-hmm. that we can also, and that how that also helps the Lord teach tell us to teach the message so it can preach to everyone it can be preached to everyone and that it can have the effect that the lord wants it to have Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's why we're supposed to do things the way the Lord says, right? Yes. Say what he says to say. Do what he says to do. When and how he says to say and do whatever he has already instructed you. Or is instructing you in the moment through Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. If we want Christ's like results. Right? And what did Christ say? Even greater things than these you will do. Well, why are we still at a place where, I'd say, for for many, for the body as a whole, in a general sense, there's been such difficulty replicating the things that Christ did. When he himself said, greater things than these you will do. Uh, We have to ask ourselves, are we truly listening to him? Are we truly listening to Holy Spirit in our lives? Have we fully committed to following his plan? Or are we trying to pick pieces and parts of it that we like, that, that seem easy, while not getting down to the core or the root of it, of those things, and I'll say the core, the root, of the areas that need to be addressed that limit the Lord from flowing and operating freely as he's desired? Have we become the obstacle or a stumbling block as opposed to that vessel that the Lord can utilize and move in and through to, as we're seeing here with Paul, to minister to the needs of others, to reveal Christ to them for as long as it takes, no matter what the cost. Are we being utilized to snatch some out of the fire? And I mean eternal fire. Or are we just being permissive and allowing people to go their own way. We have to examine that in ourselves. Yes. We should desire to have the Lord in the fullness of his glory operate in and through not just our life and our home, and but throughout the entire land, your nation. And I would even state the entire, the entirety of the earth. Every nation. So he said, every nation, tribe, and tongue will confess that he is Lord. Well, this is the choosing ground and the place where we practice and grow and mature in him to then do it for all eternity. Yes. So let's get to the place where we're actually doing that. His way. Not our own way but yet still asking him to bless it. You know, as we look through Acts, that's one of the things that we've seen with many. With the disciples that well, are, are now apostles and going around and teaching others and being used mightily by the Lord. And even with Paul and the others that he made apostles. They all submitted their own will 
to their Heavenly Father, and they remained His children, and allowed the Lord, through His Holy Spirit, to lead them and guide them everywhere. As what to say or speak and to do. It's no different for us today. Yes. So will we make that choice? That God is our God and we're His people. That He's our Heavenly Father. And we're His children. And He has the permission and authority to dictate to us what we will do and where we will go to be sent by Him. And that we will actually, as ambassadors or emissaries of him and of his word, of the kingdom of heaven. We will go and not just proclaim, but occupy for the kingdom of heaven until he returns. Will we be used to help bring earth to a place that it's the kingdom of heaven here on earth? Was that not in the Lord's prayer? It was. Your will mm-hmm. be done on earth as it is in heaven. So will we do what the Lord is asking us to do so that here looks like the kingdom of heaven? Uh, I, uh, a challenge, but I, I want to encourage you today to press forward in the things of the Lord, to pursue Him with the entirety of your being, even when it's painful, even when there is cost, like we see with Paul. Or if we continue to study this out and read the rest of his epistles, you find that it did cost him his life, natural life. But what does he say, very plainly? That that is our reasonable service of worship. Are we willing to do that for the Lord? Not for our own glory, but but so that the Father is glorified and that He would be pleased with us. I want to encourage each of you today to press on in the Lord, to make that choice for Him. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's pause there. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness, Lord, and the strength that you give us to run our race, Lord, and to finish it, finish what you've called us to do, Lord, in triumph and in victory, God. We thank you for our brothers and sisters who have gone before us to show us an example of who you are, Lord, and what you expect for us to do, Lord. And we thank you for Jesus, your son, who shed his blood on the cross so that we have remission of sins, Lord, and we are able to become and be reunited with you in the heavenly community. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord. We thank you for the time and this word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, 
click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.